Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sober Grind on this Hello. lovely Tuesday afternoon. I am here, I'm Pej, and I'm with my lovely co-host... Austin! Austin what? Welcome back. Austin Armstrong. That's right. Yeah. And we have our wonderful guest today. Her name is Julianne, and she's an LMFT. She just finished everything? I did. Yeah, I finally got LMFT licensing, which if anybody knows the process, it is really long. Really? Round of applause for <laughs> Julianne. Round of applause. Thank you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> So, so now what? So now I, uh, I am in a group private practice in Long Beach and Torrance. Okay. I've been waiting for one and two-thirds years to get into this practice because mm. they had to take me when I was fully licensed. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, so exciting. It is very exciting, yes. So I specialize in working with people with addiction issues mm -hmm. and trauma issues. Okay. Mm. And I also see, you know, everybody else in between too. I, I work with anybody up from like age five to age 80, 85. Okay. So yeah, it's a Youngsters, variety. oldsters, yes, yes. adolescents, all that. Yes. Mm -hmm. gotcha. Wonderful. Well, that's amazing. And it's so happy to he have you on here. And it's a perfect segue into the topic of today, which is the opioid epidemic, USA versus Europe, <laughs> and where, the, uh, where this epidemic really came from in the first place. Julianne, do you want to kind of jump in and start? What's your opinion on where the epidemic came from? Well, uh, I'm going to backtrack just a little sure. bit. Actually, I am finishing up my doctorate, and my oh, dissertation okay. mm -hmm. is on heroin and opioid addiction. So you've been oh, studying this stuff. I have really been studying Good. this stuff. I'm doing a, what's called a meta-analysis, which mm -hmm. is taking uh, uh, articles and newspaper uh, articles and going into uh, government websites and really, really digging into right. this issue. Compiling uh, the actual facts. Yes, mm. yes. It, it, it's very, very extensive. I have paperwork all over the place. Wow. And <laughs> I'm very old school. I need yeah. paper so I can do the outlining. Good. But what happened is that um, I was doing rehab work for a good three years. Mm -hmm. Uh, started with Elite Care, which is now Beginnings Treatment Center, mm -hmm. and um, I was really interested in working with people with heroin and opioid issues okay. mm. because it's becoming more extensive. I, right. I was yeah. very shocked as to how many clients I was working with that had that issue versus like alcoholism or other other addiction issues. Yes. And uh, I do EMDR work. Okay, great. Which is the, the, the deep trauma work. And what does EMDR stand for? Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Now that's a mouthful. Yes, it is. <laughs> Say that 10 times fast. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. But it, 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 it helps to uh, settle down deep trauma. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was very fascinated at the way the brains were working with people who were just... Uh, coming off of heroin and opioids. Right. Mm -hmm. Slow. Slow processing. I'd have to do some different techniques. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I really wanted to go and research what is working and what is not working. Right. So I decided to do a comparison against the USA and the European Union. What's working over there that's not working over here because we mm -hmm. have over 115 deaths a day. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That are heroin. Nationwide. And, yes. In the U.S. Crazy. In the U.S. Huge, huge issue on the that's, East Coast. That's bad. That's really, really bad. I it's mean, an that's epidemic. a total epidemic. It is. It is truly an epidemic. And yeah. it's, it's sad to see 
the people who are getting caught up in this uh, because a lot of people what happens is they end up having pain issues mm -hmm. they go to their doctors right they trust their doctors. Doctors give them it's something opioid-based. Yes. yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then Percocets and Vicodin and right along those lines, those types of medications. Yes, yes. yes. There's so many out There's there. There's so right many, now. so many opioids. Right. I yeah. mean, and even though um, they're they're starting to have some sort of government uh, lockdown on it like because of the epidemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's still being prescribed. And then the whole thing is people do not realize how potent these medications mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. They start taking them, and some people have a horrible reaction to them, say, I never want to take that right. again. Some people are just like, oh, I have no pain. This is wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Give me more. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden... They the, develop a dependency. They yeah. do. The brain yeah. starts going through actual physical mm -hmm. changes. I mm. need this. Yeah. And a tolerance is yeah. developed as well, right? Which yes. would increase the amount the need to take to get the feeling. Yep, but the more that the doctor keeps giving you. Yeah, sure. Or people or, people start going doctor shopping. Right. Or mm. if they can't do that, then they get a black market. Mm -hmm. Then they can find it on the internet. Right. Yeah. Or, or the streets or from a dealer or something like that. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, then all of a sudden geez, let's go to heroin. This is cheaper. This is easier to right. obtain. So you have a really multi-level issue here mm -hmm. that started off with just, well, I, you know, I, I went skiing and I had a bad accident right. and my knee's all messed up now. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, I'm doing, you know, my, my life is revolving right. around trying to take care of my pain issues. Right. What do you do? I, it's really scary. And it's not like they just suddenly just think, well, I want heroin now. No. It's it's their brain is now when they've developed that addiction towards the opiates in a pill pill form, you know, through a doctor. If they can't get it, or their doctor cuts them off, or anything like that, their thinking takes them in the direction of, well, I gotta have something. Right. I've got to have something to to you know alleviate the pain. And it suddenly be, I've seen it time and time again. I used to be a case manager mm -hmm. on the front lines, and I'd watch. The guy never had any addiction issues, you know. He just had a really bad back because due to an accident. And the next thing you know, he went from pill addiction to full-blown heroin addict. Wow. Full-blown heroin addict. The guy who probably would have never been or become a heroin addict, you know, as many do become drug addicts due to uh, psychological issues and bad upbringing or things like that. And this guy, it was solely through his pain right. that he went down that path. Exactly. Mind you, he's sober now six years and he's doing really wow, good. That's, oh, that's fantastic. Yes. That's good. There, There is hope yes. for recovery. I agree. And that's one of the reasons I really wanted to dig deep into this is um, they're having quite a bit of success mm -hmm. in Portugal, which is a very small country. I heard this. Interesting. I heard this. Right. Most people are like, Where, where's Portugal? It's yeah. right next to Spain. Yeah. But what had happened was in the late 1990s, mm -hmm. After their revolution in 1974, mm -hmm. they were sending young men off to, to fight their wars in, in, mm -hmm. in Northern Africa. Right. The young men were coming back traumatized, mm -hmm. and they had gotten into heroin use when they were down there. Right. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, they had this full-blown addiction in the 90s. Right. Yeah. Multiple people dying. And, and HIV and AIDS were, was just, you know, exponential. So... What they decided to do instead of penalizing people for it was mm. they decriminalized it. Right. Mm. So, so anybody can have 
10 days or less mm -hmm. of, of whatever drug it is on them. But if they get caught with it, they get put into this diversion program. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they go see a social worker, a judge, and a, a, a doctor. Right. So they decide, does this person What kind of a treatment? doctor? It's a medical doctor. Okay, medical. Yeah. So they decide, okay, do you have an addiction problem here? Uh -huh. do, you, are, do you have a psychological issue? Right. Where is this stemming from mm -hmm. that we can help you? So are getting treatment. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Versus sitting there and saying... You know, uh, shaming the person right. and saying you've got a problem right. and you're the issue here and you're a bad person, which we mm. know is not the case. It's never the yeah. case. It isn't. They're never bad. No. They're not bad people. They They're just. Not. So I have, I have a question for you about this, mm -hmm. too. Um, sorry to interrupt there. Uh, does this have anything to do with the healthcare system in Portugal? Do they have free healthcare? Is it paid healthcare? Is it something similar to what's in the United States? No, it's socialized medicine. Mm -hmm. Socialized medicine. Yes, so yes is which, that... which it is in, in most of Europe. Okay. They have a different different healthcare system over there. So, do you think something like that, if we had a healthcare system like that, would work here in the states? Uh, possibly, but I really think, you know, early early on here, um, I really think that if they had more sites for people to go and get help, more mm -hmm. rehabilitation centers, mm -hmm. more um, centers like for methadone. Now, I've mm -hmm. been doing some research on methadone and Suboxone. Right. Well, with methadone, they have to go in on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. But I was reading there is an appallingly small number of those centers mm -hmm. in this country, especially in rural areas. Right. Now, this is really gripping rural areas. Right. Mm -hmm. Small towns that you would never think that they would have any type of addiction issue. But, but it's, 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 it's taking over some of these small towns. It's there. Yep. I've, I've had clients from Maine and Delaware and, hmm. you know, states where we don't really know if they have a large population, but... It's, it's run rampant, and it's all throughout our nation in every state, right. in every single state, in a lot of those small rural towns. Yes. I, yeah. had, I had many clients from Ohio and Kentucky and yep. Tennessee. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, we have this, I still think that we have this perception in this country of, like, the perception of the 1960s. What was the heroin users like mm. back then? Yes. They were, it, was, it was very suburban. It was mm -hmm. very, or I should say it's very City-like. City exactly. Yeah. New York City, mm -hmm. Chicago, L.A. It only Which the back then cities. it really was that it way. Was, exactly. It's nothing like that now. Exactly. I mean, they're it still isn't. in the cities, too. Yes, there's still elements of it. But, but they're all over. It is all over yeah. the place. And, and it's not being discriminatory on any cultural right. class at all. Not at all. It does not discriminate. Now, you were saying, as far as po Portugal, by decriminalizing and, and assisting with rehabilitation... What happened in Portugal? What what? Because I remember reading an article about this, mm -hmm. and it was I was highly impressed. And somebody said they need to do this in the U.S. Uh, yes. What happened? What was there? Um, I believe there was it was it wasn't an epidemic anymore. There, correct? Yes, it wasn't. What happened were, was the um, rates of overdoses decreased. Mm -hmm. The rates of wow. AIDS and HIV decreased mm -hmm. because there was Amazing. no longer uh, sharing of needles. Right. Right. So um, they, they, they basically, I mean, they call them shooting galleries. I believe that yes. they provide a space for somebody to be able to uh, have a clean needle if they're still yes. actively using rather than sharing mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. and people dying more. 
Right, and right. they call them using rooms. Right, right. So it's a, it's in a controlled mm. environment mm -hmm. because they what they figured too was that a lot of the users were using at home or they were using in areas in where they could area. be by themselves yes. because in a use and you know they they would be under the influence and they wouldn't want to do much afterwards. So. Um, so I think it's a much more humanistic way of dealing with this issue because we yeah. can't sit there and, and hide our heads to that this problem doesn't exist at yeah. all. Yeah, the reality does. Is, is it does. Yes, it does. Very much. Yes. Yeah. Very much. So that's fascinating. I, I want to open this up to our audience as well. If you have any questions, comments about heroin use, uh, opioids, if you're personally struggling, if you have a loved one that's struggling, now's your chance to chat with two experts. So if you have any questions, <laughs> no let I'm us know. <laughs> hey, we all learn from each other. Yes. So that's fascinating, uh, Portugal, and I, I love to see that it's making an impact. Yes. Have you noticed any other trends in other countries? Um, uh, Germany. Okay. Um, What's Germany doing? Germany is doing about the the same sort of scenario as Portugal okay. is, but court, Portugal was really the forerunner in all of this. What's called a harm reduction program. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because they're 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 like I said, they're being humanistic towards users, which we all should be. Right. Yeah. It it, it mm. it's difficult. They're suffering. Now you know there's yeah. something that's really interesting that I've noticed in the last couple of months and years here in California. Mm -hmm. So there used to be a time that if you were on the street and you had meth or heroin in your pocket or in your car, you would definitely be going to jail. Mm. Uh, more recently, I've talked to an officer who told me that um, if you're in possession of heroin or meth in California, mm -hmm. these days due to a couple of laws that were passed, it's not even a slap on the wrists. You don't even get arrested for it. Interesting. It's if you get caught selling it. So in a sense, right. it, it is decriminalizing it, I believe, to a certain extent. Mm. I mean, also... Is it because there's not enough room? In jails? Yeah. I think that's absolutely Probably. why. There's <laughs> right. a lot of people who's, uh, yeah. whose crimes are getting reduced. Um, yeah. Or, you know, I've, I've, obviously, if you're going to be selling drugs, that's a whole different story. Sure. Then you are facing criminal charges. Mm -hmm. But... If you, you know. Now that's just out here in California. I mean, as far as, Cal and, I, and I see like the nation is somehow starting, starting. to morph and, and mm -hmm. maybe uh, morphing into that direction, you know, hopefully. But the problem that still lies with, within all of this is health care. You know, sure. we need, as she was saying, we need real rehabilitation and, and places where um, that could, you know, recenter a person or actually help a person go in the right direction redirect them in their lifestyle and their thinking and show them true recovery and unfortunately you know we have a lot of treatment centers but are we are they really getting the type of treatment that they need right you know so it's few and far between um, not to judge anybody I, I've worked in many of the best centers that a lot of people will criticize them for being a certain way but I've worked among some of the best professionals best professionals in the field in case management and therapy and all of these different types of various positions that they do provide excellent treatment but healthcare as far as healthcare and we could talk about this for days when it comes to political what are they going to do next you know what's going to happen next everybody's kind of on the fence and, and just kind of waiting to see what the government officials are going to do with healthcare and I, we don't really know Right. You know, it's, know, it's a big fat question mark. Like, what's yeah. going to happen? Right, and, and I don't want to get political on this Me either. neither. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but there was a statement made by President Trump about we have an opioid epidemic, mm -hmm. and I did follow this up. Was there any money that they came into the system? No. 
It was it. He just got up and he made that statement and that was it. One of the mm. things that I found interesting and this is like kind of the dirty underside of all of this mm. is the pharmaceutical companies their responsibility on this whole situation. Now there have been several states that have sued probably about a dozen pharmaceutical companies. Right. The pharmaceutical companies have paid out, but if you're making billions or trillions of dollars a year, yeah. it's, it's just chump change. It, it is them. chump change, it's exactly. Yeah. So I and and then a friend of mine made a good point though. He said more recently that politicians might start uh, passing laws and maybe even some of the pharmaceutical companies will take more responsibility once some of their own kids are affected by right. this. Which it's very likely that that's I'm sure happened. some already have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it could happen more and more because well, I mean, really it's way out of Or it can happen to some of them too. To some of them themselves. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like you, you never know when you're going to be getting injured and having to have some kind of pain medication. Right. Now, one of the things I think is really important on the preventative side mm -hmm. is to have the physician or physician's assistant really talk to somebody about, we need to put you on this medication, but we're only gonna give you like three to seven days supply. That's right. it, and then we're right. gonna monitor Wean them off. this. Yeah. Wean them off. None of this long-term. It is not yeah. long-term, and, yeah. and more studies are showing that actual long-term opioid use really actually increases your pain. It doesn't help to decrease it, right. but by that time, you're mentally We're like-minded. Uh, we see eye to eye on this, totally. You're yeah. exactly right. It just gets worse. It gets worse the longer it is, yep. So it's really multifaceted. It's, you know, having that education up front, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm trying to explain to people is that if you're going in, you have a pain issue, mm -hmm. you ask the questions. Do the research beforehand because there's so much research on the Internet right yeah. now. Go and be an informed customer. Right. Because that's what you are. You're a, you're a customer along the whole chain of, of healthcare. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Go and ask those questions. Right. Make sure if you get an answer that you're not satisfied with mm -hmm. or you're uncomfortable with, go and advocate for yourself or have somebody advocate for you. Make right. sure that you yourself are monitoring your use on this. Right. Because if you feel yourself starting to go, oh, this feels really good and I could take some more of this. Because, I mean, all of us all of us have addiction Right. We can get addicted problems. to anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, exactly. Phones. Yeah. Exactly. Food. Many things. Yeah, yesterday yeah. for me caffeine. was desserts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm caffeine. Yeah. Exactly. You and me both. Caffeine <laughs> affects many of us. Uh, yeah. You and me both. So, well, we have, a, we have a user question here I'd love to address as well. This is a great question. Uh, thank you, Mohammed. What do you think about the health education, including drugs and alcohol use, in schools? So of course there's programs like like DARE and different uh, mm -hmm. education awareness programs. What are your thoughts on what's currently being um, put out there in, in, in schools and, and I how can, can it be improved? I'm, I mean, I can speak on that as far as, right now I have a friend, he's got an organization here in Orange County called Stop, Stop Before You Start. Oh, nice. My aunt on the East Coast has a, a nonprofit organization called Arise and Flourish. So. Mm. I love the fact that, and I've gotten an opportunity to be on both sides of the coast. When I go to the East Coast, she takes me to Maryland and to D.C. and to Virginia, and we go talk in high schools and junior That's high great. schools. Out here, what 
Danny Murphy, and we'll have him on the show soon. Cool. What he does is the same thing. They they educate. They go and talk mm-hmm. in schools. On the east, on the west coast, it's more about personal experience. He gets a lot of people that are in recovery to go and talk to the kids, and not to go and say, "Look, don't do drugs," but more like, "This is what we did. This is what happened to us, and this is what we would hope." You would prevent I yourself. I think that from would doing. be more effective. You know, not, not not on the East Coast. I, I, okay. And I, I at first was kind of like thinking maybe not, but I sat and I watched a couple of the people that my aunt actually has come and talk, and they on a on a blackboard they kind of they talk about the brain and how you know mm-hmm. they break it down really cool, but like in a way to where it's more entertaining and kids are more sure. like in tune to it and more interested rather than Fort Knox or whatever. But anyway, yeah. so in that moment, they, they break it down and they talk about what happens to you, how you get tempted, what you end up doing, where it goes, and how your life goes into this downward spiral. So that was really cool. So educationally, there's never too much information. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we should always be educated. And I love what you were saying too. Mm-hmm. Advocate for yourself or learn or fi- find right. out from people that, that have a, a wealth of knowledge and know about this stuff. And it's never... You, we should always be learning. It, we, mm-hmm. It's never too late, and it's, it should always. Absolutely. We should, there should be more and more. Even Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. has been talking about in, in general service that they want to start educating people about Alcoholics Anonymous, which is, I mean, although it's an anonymous program, they know that there's kids in school that are out drinking. Sure. You know, right. They know that there's kids in school that are drinking excessively, so at least make them aware of the program so that if something does happen and they do need to get help, they know where to turn because I didn't know about 12-step yeah. programs when I was in high school, sure. nor did I really think that I would ever need to go to something like that. Yeah. But if there is that awareness that these types of places are there to, to teach you about alcoholism or addiction, why not? And that, that is a great segue into the second part of this question. Mm-hmm. At, at what age, what age should you start talking what about do you this think? stuff? I think the earlier the better. Yes. It, dep- it, depends, it depends on family history too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if there's Absolutely. family history... Right. I, I mean, you I, work I can, with, with kids as, as low as five years of yeah. age. I'm sure that they're exposed to things and they see things, right? Of course. So yeah, the younger I, the better. Right, exactly. And, and I've worked with little ones who were in the foster system mm-hmm. and right. were telling me about their parents' drug use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I had a six-year-old that was sitting there and, and telling me extensively about the way that her parents used to use. Right. So they're, they're already exposed by that time. You know, I think with with that with that uh, clientele, mm-hmm. you really need to start. Let, let's talk about this. How did it affect you? What, what do you think? But I think really, I, I you know, as for the general public, I would say about ten. Ten. Okay. I would say ten. I would that say before sense. junior high yeah, school. That, that makes junior sense. high seems to be a really uh, vulnerable age yeah, yeah. for most of us. We can all remember. That's when the, you become curious. Exactly. You become curious. <laughs> or, or bullying. You know, and, and, you know. Bullying, you know, drug. Yeah. Just curiosity, all that. So definitely, you know, I mean, I was in junior high school and high school when we had certain people that would come in and talk to us. And oh, I yeah. think I was I in fifth that. grade when Dare started. Yes. And and I was ten in fifth grade. So yeah. I think that's yeah. yeah. I think there's been around a lot longer than when you were in the fifth grade, my friend. Well, I'm sure it has. <laughs> I'm sure it has, but yeah. that's when, that's you, when, that's when, when you learned about it. That's when I learned okay, about it. When you yeah. started, when right. started right. in school. Okay. Right. I, yeah. I thought you meant like when they just started. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. That's, that's, that's when that's it started true. for me. As, they yeah. used to be mad, too. Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. 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 But I think prevention is really, we need to be doing more of that in this country. Much more. Yeah. I, Much more. Yeah. 
and there doesn't the the funding doesn't seem to really be there. I mean, I was looking mm. at the numbers, yeah. and they want to do more on the rehabilitation side but versus up, you know, the, in the front side. side. Exactly. I don't understand yeah. that. You know, I mean, you're you're putting lives at danger by not educating people. This is what could happen to you. Right. Because I think in in this country we have such a. Uh, uh, subconscious need that okay we have pain we shouldn't have pain and let's pop a pill for it like that right. I mean it's an automatic thought we have all been brainwashed mm -hmm. into that sort of thinking in this country and right. it, it's it's really detrimental I mm -hmm. think it's just we need to also teach people to uh, pain tolerance mm -hmm. mm. what can you do instead of popping a pill right. how about some stretching how about some walking how about meditation or you know things that are going to be good for you that that you're going to learn how to take your your pain level down by right. yourself this Yo is an yoga, incredible like machine mm -hmm. here yeah. we awesome. should be teaching people to strengthen this and absolutely not pop a pill. i 100 percent agree with that i think that's amazing so Action. What do we do now? Prevention. Julianne, yeah. <laughs> Jul Julianne Good for president. She's president tomorrow. You have my vote. What are you, what are, you. What are you gonna do? What, what's the first thing that you, you implement? What's the solution? I, I would really like to see um, more of a harm reduction program. Okay. And I agree that um, I'm gonna add this in just really quick. Mm -hmm. I there last week I saw a news story that they were gonna have a needle exchange program, I think in Santa hmm. Anna. Right. And mm -hmm. the Santa Anna and shut Anaheim they shut it down. They said, Oh wow. no, this is this is gonna be uh, contributing to more drug use and I'm like oh. going, Oh no They Why? just don't get it. They don't get it. Yeah. So I would really like to see the education through a better education through the medical system, definitely the doctors who are prescribing, mm -hmm. um, to have more of a uh, talk to your your patient a few more minutes. Right. Let them know exactly what could end up happening on here, mm. and have some sort of monitoring up front if you have to have something. Right. But get that into their heads. This is only going to be short term. Mm -hmm. We need to do something else. You, right. You know, if it's especially if it's going to be long term pain. Right. Um, we need to be dealing with with uh, people who use. Um, like the 18 to 30, 35 segment differently than the 40 to 75 segment. Right. Different health issues, mm. different uh, ways of, of living life. Mm -hmm. I, there's not enough research that, that's gone on that. I've, I've, I've read a lot about that, and it, it, it's true. Mm. I mean, there's di different challenges with, with, with both groups. Right. And between men and women, they process out differently. Mm -hmm. So uh, more specialized treatment as to exactly what is working and what is not working and realizing that there are going to be relapses. Absolutely. I think that's great. Yeah. So we're, we're running a little low on time. I want to open this up for any final questions. If you have any, leave them in the comments. We'll get to them as soon as we can. If not during live, we'll get to them afterwards. Is there any other things that you wanted to touch upon on this topic. I think we're good for today. I think we're good. This was a great show. Awesome. Did Julianne, you want to talk about... Yeah, tell us more about where people can get in touch with you, what you got going on, different shows or websites or anything you got going on that people can find out more. Okay. Well, and that's going to be at the, the end of the, you know, the, the podcast also. Um, if you want to contact me, my contact information is going to be at the end. Um, I do see people um, in my office now. I'm starting to get on insurance panels, so 
uh, that's it, 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 but I'm going to be seeing a lot of uh, Medi-Cal, Medicaid people. This because, is great. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get your card after this. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and uh, so my contact information will be on there. Um, and also uh, I have three other shows that are on this channel, therapycable.com. Uh, it is uh, Psych One on One, which were my podcasts from uh, 2013 to 2016, 2017. There are over 100 shows on there on various topics, including a lot of addiction shows. Mm-hmm. Um, then Psyched, and my new plan, <laughs> my new show is Psych Planet. So nice. the, fir- the first show it's just great. came out. It's great. Check it out. <laughs> Austin's Proud great. to be a part of it. <laughs> awesome. And, well, and thank you, Paj. Oh, thank you. So I just want to check here. Any final comments? I think we're all set. All right. Thank you again, Julianne. Until next time, Sober Grind out. Sober Grind out. Sober Grind out. Thank you.